Godfather Minute. Godfather Minute. Godfather Minute. Godfather Minute. My name is Alex Robinson. And I'm Andy Robinson. And together we are the, the Godfather, Godfather Minute. Minute Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, we're brothers, right? <laughs> I've stepped over, but we're still brothers, right? It's the way Pop wanted it. It's not how I wanted it. There wasn't enough time, Michael. <laughs> Uh, welcome. I, I really got to branch out. I'm I'm banking. I just that's a crutch. That Don Corleone it's, impression. It's all I can do. It's so it's it's so irresistible. That is it's irresistible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, every, welcome back to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Godfather Minutes, your uh, podcast in which we go through the entire Godfather movie one minute at a time. And um, yeah, let's get into it. We just it. hit the ground running, but. Not running so fast, Alex. What? You got to learn some Italian. Oh. E minuto. E minuto. Numero. Numero. Quaranta. Quaranta. Nove. Nove. Quaranta nove. Quaranta nove. Quaranta nove. Bene, bene. Molto bene. Minuto numero quaranta nove. Yeah, you Ooh. got it. Well, I just got it last second. Yeah, you got it. Now, for those of you who don't speak fluent Italian like I do, this is minute 49. <laughs> 49, 49 of The Godfather. Uh-huh. We're getting there. We're cell. getting there fast. Uh, what are four- we, about a quarter, halfway through the movie? Yeah, probably about. Yeah, what is it, okay. about 90 minutes, this thing? So we're a little bit past the halfway point. Yeah, okay. Um, we're talking about minute 49, which starts off with... Um, Sonny consoling his wife. What's his wife's name again? Sandra. Sandra. Consoling his wife, Sandra, because everyone's all upset about the, the Don mm-hmm. being shot. Yeah. Uh, then Clemenza shows up. Mm-hmm. And well, Son- before. Oh, go ahead. Well, just summarizing the whole minute. Mm-hmm. Yes. Got it. Got it. Uh, Clemenza shows up and talks to Sonny. And, uh, and then it ends with uh, Sonny telling his wife that he's going to get some protection mm-hmm. for, for the house. Yeah. And uh, Nice summary. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. The first thing I noticed was the awesome wallpaper that's oh, in yeah. Sonny's house. That kind of wallpaper is not really in style now, is yeah, it? Yeah. And I think people just paint. Yeah. Right. I'm guessing it'll come back into style. Eventually. You think so? Yeah. I think these things just kind of, you think wallpaper is specifically a 20th century? I uh, wonder. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, we grew up with all kinds of wallpaper, crazy 60s and 70s designs. Yeah, because I feel like like ever originally everyone painted, and then mm-hmm. once wallpaper came out, that was like a status symbol that oh wallpaper, and now mm-hmm. it's because it's like well, look how fancy it is. You yeah, know, it's not paint like some like you're living in a barn. Yeah, but now I feel like it's turned the other way, or wallpaper is seen as like cheap and and uh, like old fashioned and yeah. Well, I also wonder if having wallpaper now is out of fashion because. There's a trend to make things more simple, mm-hmm. simple looking, streamlined. Less is more. Whereas wallpaper, it's so busy. You have right. all these patterns that just call your eye. Mm-hmm. But I think eventually it'll turn around. Yeah, and might. people will go like, "Oh, I like the you know oh, this room just looks so plain and yeah. empty." You yeah, know? you're right. But these things come and go. Yeah, it's hair fashion. gets long, hair gets short. Shh, seriously, shoes go on, the shoes come off. 
<laughs> yep. Some that's a good and some that's a bad. Yeah. I think um, we got a song in the making. <laughs> the wallpaper song. <laughs> we can call it like the styles that are a changing. Oh, perfect. Something I like, like that. that. Now I'm picturing it being like we didn't start the fire where it would just be a list of all different oh, yeah. chronological fads and fashions as Definitely. they went through. <laughs> Bell bottoms wallpaper. <laughs> take the shoes off. <laughs> was that Funny a, was looking that a phones crapping in the phone box <laughs> um, <laughs> like crapping in the phone box was a trend remember when that was popular so it was such a fad like remember people go you, sit on <laughs> sit on flagpoles crapping phone boxes <laughs> sit on a flagpole yeah you remember that when that was the thing no that was a th- not that you'd remember it firsthand but like in the 20s and stuff that was a fad oh where really people would like oh he's been on top of a flagpole for three days and, and you know, sit on top, oh it was you know. more it was a really an extreme type experience it's not like kids would just do that and stay up there right uh, three days or you know along to see how long you could stay up there you know oh, it was that wow. kind of a thing. or how many people you could fit in a phone booth that kind of thing. yeah so how many people oh. you could have to <laughs> a crap in a phone box oh. <laughs> I do remember it's for charity. <laughs> yeah. We had that that book growing up, the, the life, the book. time life book of yeah. all photos, yeah. famous classic photos. It was awesome to have as a kid. Mm-hmm. And there was one with from the fifties, sixties, where a bunch of people were stuffed in a phone booth. Yeah, do you remember that one? And you always had to pick which whoever's the worst. I looked at like who would be, who would you want to be, and who would you not want to be of all the people. <laughs> you don't want to be the first there. guy in the phone booth. <laughs> yeah. I guess you want to be the you last want, guy. Well, I don't know. Wouldn't then you're be, just kind of like crammed in there. Right. You know, first, last one in, first one out. Oh, that's, that's true. The, <laughs> yeah. It's the old. Uh, Actually, I wouldn't you know, want parking to be, lot. Theory. I wouldn't want to have to be the one making the call. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> if you call and you're like, hey, can I speak to Joe? And you're like, oh, he's, oh, he's the one totally on the other side of the phone. Know, hold on. Everybody has got to get out. We got to reorganize. <laughs> so Joe's uh, by the receiver. <laughs> Um, so there's a loud cl- crashing noise <laughs> at the. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> Clemenza, the clumsiest man alive, like knocking over garbage cans. Is it supposed to be like a car backfiring or what's the story? It's like garbage pans getting kicked over. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Glasses breaking, yeah. babies crying. Yeah. He like increases the tension of the scene. It's crazy. So, uh, Sounds like guns, kind of like gunshots. Yeah. A car getting smashed. And they, they never explain it. They never, never say, "Oh, I'm having some it. car troubles," or no, "Oh, no. sorry, I accidentally shot Paulie," or no. anything like that. Just they just he just comes no. in like, "Sorry, I was just trying to scare you." <laughs> yeah. That's my clumsy. Peter the <laughs> Peter the clum the clumsy. Clum- What's the noun version of that? Of what clumsy? I am clumsy. Therefore, I am a clumbered. <laughs> no, I was going to say know. clum clum clumsy person. Oh, really? There's no. I don't know. Yeah, I don't he's know what clum. Down. He's got a lot of clum. I'll give him that. That, that, that clumens. He's got a lot of clum. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's always practicing his dancing. Oh yeah. So I have a theory of why he came in all clumsy, clumsily. Why is that? What's up? Because he had, you know, he loves to dance, and he's working on his dancing career. He loves to dance. He loves to be judged so he can improve his dancing. Well, he was—he's been out dancing all night. Wait, he loves to be judged. So when he was saying, "What are you a dance judge?" He was hoping that Paulie was a dance judge. No, no. So Paulie is not a dance. So right. he's a band. Let me back up. Wait, wait, hold. Let's break this down. Let's break it down. Peter Clemenza is an aspiring dancer. Aspiring dancer. He loves to dance. Like aspiring professional dancer. Correct. He loves to dance. Mm-hmm. He loves to be judged 
by but only by official dance judges. Uh-huh. In the opening wedding scene, he gets mad at Polly because Polly is pretending to be a judge. And he says, "Oh, nice right. job out there." Yeah. He's like, hey, "Go do your job. Walk around the block. What are you, a dance judge?" It's like, and if if he continued yeah. speaking, he said, "No, I only take tips from real dance judges." Polly, oh. go do your job. He's gonna get to show before that dance judge and show cause. <laughs> Oh, see, so, I, I interpreted more of that as he was excited. He's like, what? Are you a dance judge? And he's like, oh, go do your job. He's all mad. <laughs> go do your job and judge my dance. <laughs> I've had four years of tap, three years of jazz. <laughs> I'm getting into this new hip-hop breakdancing thing. But, uh, <laughs> like, I, I invented know. this new thing called hip-hop, and then he's like moonwalks. Everyone's oh, like, what? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> It'll never catch on. Oh, that's great. He moonwalks. <laughs> I'm moonwalking Peter Clemenza. <laughs> that's actually why the actor who pay, played Peter Clemenza did did not want to be in Godfather 2. He insisted that they write a dancing role for him in that. He wanted to make it more like a musical where he that's danced it. and sang some numbers. And they said, we can't do this. This is a serious drama. He's like, I'm not. I'm out then. Now, was that because the actor also enjoyed dancing, <laughs> yes. or was it because he was so committed to the character that he was like, unless there's a dance scene in this movie, like I, I have to respect my character. I think it, see I, him I said yes to the former, but I think it's better at the latter. He, or did he become a dancer because he was like studying for the role of Clemenza <laughs> yes. and then he really got into it and like got into the whole... No, I think the actor hated dancing. Oh, wow. But he knew that Peter Clemenza, the character, he really had to, enjoyed you know, dancing. For, uh, yeah. Yeah, all right, I'll go with that. (laughs) So that's my theory is that he was dancing all night, and so his legs were very weak. They were weak. weak. So he came just stumbling in. He he was all, uh, what is it, weak need? Uh Wobble? wobble So was he knocking stuff over? Yeah, he was trying to come in quietly, but he just knocked all the stuff over because he didn't have good balance. He didn't have a good balance. (laughs) Yeah. So he's just not, he wasn't like shooting his gun. He saves the balance for life. (laughs) Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's Frank Fantangi would be a great dance teacher, a great dance, not dance judge, but a teacher. Yeah. Remember, he's already a musician. He goes and tries to tell the musicians how to do their job. Oh, that's true. No, yeah. no, no, yeah. come on, come on, yeah. you gotta step it up. Dun, 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 dun. That was his dance crew, Frankie and the Five Angels. Yeah. That's how he got. That's how he got. It's a like a doo-wop group. It is. Yeah, it's a singing group. <laughs> Well, you can imagine the, the, the lovely singing voice of uh, Frankie Five Angels. I, you smell that? What is it? I smell some bonus content. Whoa! Frankie and the Five Angels. We can write their first few songs. Totally. Or at least lyrically, yeah. conceptually. All right. I was going to start saying stuff, but we still save it for the bonus save content. Save it. Yeah, Frank, so. that's a great name. Frankie and the Five Angels. I tell you what, listeners, if you want to hear this, you can sign up now, and that way you'll be able to hear it. You'll just be able to segue right into it. Go to, mm-hmm. to uh, godfatherminute.com slash support. Buck a show, and you get extra stuff. And this time uh-huh. we get to talk about the... The uh, dulcet singing tones of <laughs> of uh, Franklin right. fi- Frank- Franklin Pentangeli. <laughs> I, oh my! There's so much to talk about about yeah. that. All I'm gonna say is haircuts, haircuts. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, we can make it like a whole battle of the bands. Uh, all the different. So much we can go. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get back to minute forty nine. Uh-huh. Until then. So uh, so while all that noise is going on, Sonny goes over to the little table to get his gun. Yeah. And uh, I like little- the I like the uh, the commitment to it because he like almost knocks the lamp off the table because mm-hmm. he's like when he moves the table it starts rocking and then his shoulder hits the lamp and I was like oh I wonder if a was it intentional and b if the lamp had fallen over would would 
they've just called cut or would they have stayed in character and now you look what me you made me do and you know yeah. like, or maybe just off. shove the whole lamp off yeah exactly just kept so, going uh, with it yeah yeah that's great yeah can we talk about the gun Sure, then but then later on we have to talk about the cannoli too. <laughs> in in seven minutes, yeah. So this gun, so yes. he le- so this is I think a living room, yeah, uh-huh. because he walks from the kitchen to the living room, yeah, right? or a little yeah, a little sitting area, yeah. And so he's got a gun in this little desk drawer. Uh-huh. Is that normal for? for sunny for americans yes for all Amer- yeah for Amer- who who is this typical and does he have guns in every room hmm i'm gonna say maybe one definitely a gun in their bedroom mm-hmm. and and i'm not talking about sunny's gun i'm talking Whoa. about his uh, <laughs> hey, <Lucy. laughs> um and there's definitely there's probably one upstairs and one downstairs Oh, hey, Lucy. Is that what you mean? <laughs> That's still. Totally oh, okay. Yeah, no. There's one in the little side table, uh-huh. and then there's one in the uh, upstairs, upstairs in their bedroom. bedroom. Okay. And there's probably one in, like, the toilet tank in the upstairs bathroom. If there is an upstairs <laughs> yeah. bathroom. That's perfect. Why? It's because it's got an old-fashioned tank where you can take the gun inside the tank. Mm. And you, you know, you pull the chain. Everyone minds their own business. That was, <laughs> was that supposed to be Tessio? That was supposed to be Tessio. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's perfect. How's that? Is that better? It's, yeah, it's definitely more like, uh, yeah. Bonnie, it. it's perfect. <laughs> you start each one. That ruins all my arrangements. That's you. You had a character again. Come on. You're speaking like people talked in the 40s. got to be yourself. <laughs> we should, next time we sit down and watch uh, Godfather, mm-hmm. we, every time like one of the other characters has a line, we're going to really just w- repeat everything they say. Yes. Minuto numero. That ruins all my arrangements. That, yeah, you know, like, yeah. So that by the end, we will totally have everybody down. There, and there are a few characters we really got to focus on. I feel like Tom, for me, Tom Hagen. Oh, that's a hard one to do, though. Tessio and Mo Green. I'm going to say Michael's my so top generic. ones would be Frankie Five Angels. Oh, yeah. Uh, Senator Geary. Mm-hmm. And uh, who would be my other one? It's good that we're sepa- uh, focusing on different yeah, people. Yeah, that so way we can cover everyone. scene. Uh, I mean, I would say Johnny Fontaine, but he's not in anymore. Cheech, I'll oh, say Cheech. Cheech, yeah. Cheech, Frankie Five Angels. I'm sure you all got other two people. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was no heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> I can already do Frankie Five Angels. What's coming my love? You should say all his lines like that. <laughs> I think you'd have a dick- different nickname if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> Like all like whispers or <laughs> the, fa- the fans t- they made up some lies about Michael Corleone. I said, yeah, sorry, did all that. <laughs> Wheezy five angels, they're gone. That's gonna be one of the songs. Yeah, totally. His producer wanted him to sing all the songs that way. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it in the bonus <laughs> okay, content. Yeah, yeah, save it, save it. Um, so the guns. So Alex, if you yes, do, let me ask you some personal questions okay. because our listeners want to know. Who is the real Alex Robinson? By uh-huh. the way, I am working on music for that. Oh boy! Yeah, a little bit. I've been, been trying to make time to do. Is how? Do you, what, what is the music going to be like? Oh, I already have a plan. Oh boy! Yeah, I'll, I'll reveal it in an upcoming episode. He wrote a game song about me. 
I can't afford to look ridiculous. Anyway, go ahead. Wait, that was Frankie Five. That was a, a frustrated Frankie or a or a, a morning Frankie Five Angels, but doing Waltz's line. Got it. He's right. in, that is him doing his impression. <laughs> they went up to him at Clemenza's funeral. We're like, I know you're busy right now, Frankie. Do your do your uh, do your impression. No, do no. Your, uh, big impression. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you own a gun? I, I do not own a gun, though is my right to do so. You don't want to tell Alex the wrong answer. You don't want to tell people you don't own a gun. Oh no, I I didn't say I don't have a gun. I just said I don't own a oh, gun. Oh, <laughs> do you own a gun a gun license? I have what's called a, I I have a very special special relationship with the uh, Bureau of Tobacco Alcohol, Alcohol Tobacco and Firearms. Why did you wink at me when you said that? Well, let's just say that um, I have a special arrangement. Okay. Okay, yeah. I'll go with it. Okay. So, let's, let's, for our listeners, let's, let's, let's break it down. Let's break it down. Hypothetically, you have one gun. I, uh, okay, I only have one? Okay. If you only have one gun, where do you keep it? Where do I keep it? And do you keep it loaded? Uh, well, there's no children in my house, uh-huh. so I'm not worried about that. Uh, I guess I would probably keep it in my bedroom. Hey, Lucy. No, I'm, come on. You really keep it in your bedroom? Yeah. Okay. Well, why? Because it seems like wondering. you want it somewhere. I guess the nightmare scenario is it's the middle of the night and someone's breaking in. So you don't want to have it. Or your wife's going to get something to drink and you wake up, you're half awake and you reach for this gun and you, you unload on her. Wait. We, Isn't that how most people die of gunshot wounds? So she's like, oh, could you injury? give me a Could you hand me that glass of water? And I'm like half asleep. Oh, yeah, sure. Here it is. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, you think she's an intruder because you're you've been oh, dreaming and you okay. wake up and you that know is that is definitely possible. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, here's hmm. what I would do. I would put it in my house, mm-hmm. but I would make the I would put it in like a, a lockbox. OK, that would require like. It wouldn't be hard to open, but it would require me paying attention. Okay. All right. Like a combination, a combination yeah. with like six numbers. Yeah. So, so that way by the time I got it out, I would yeah. be awake enough where I wouldn't just be shooting it. So it's, you're making it dream proof. Plus my wife and I both wear bulletproof vests when we go to sleep. Oh, okay. Just, you never know. Uh-huh. You mean for each other? You yeah. Never we don't want to, we don't want to accidentally shoot each other. Okay. Got it. Um, so in the bedroom. Yes. And loaded in a lockbox is a loaded. Probably. Okay. And then what's the common password for the lockbox? Um, the password is don't shoot. But the O's are zeros because you know you have to include numbers okay. and stuff. So so you're half asleep. Okay, half asleep. You got to put in don't shoot. So you have to look at the numbers and see w- w- which letters correspond to the numbers. Well, what I was hard to get out if someone's breaking into your house. This is what I would do. I would have a, every day the combination would change. Mm-hmm. And I would have a, a <laughs> giant phone book size book. That I would have to like, I would have to cross reference different days and what day of the week it is, and then I would that would determine what the that's how I would know what the combination was for that day, and then I would open it up. And then I would have to open the separate safe that the bullets were in. Oh. I take that one out, and I yeah, cipher. Oh, gosh, you need yeah. a little cipher. I need I need a um, it's that machine they had in uh, World be, War Two. You need to be in, you need to be a, a Mensa member to, to access <laughs> exactly. your own gun. So the robbers would know that that, that they would be foolish to. <laughs> If I'm that confident that yeah. I could take 10 minutes to get my gun out, they know he must be yeah. a certified bad butt. Did I talk about this in a previous minute? This is the gun could guns. 
Uh, no, what I'm about to say. I don't know. You haven't said it yet. <laughs> it's a real groucho marks. I don't know. You haven't said it yet. <laughs> so I sometimes work with a police officer in my role. As Listen, a, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, you might not believe it, but working in a school, I work with a police officer because uh-huh. these are the days we live in. Mm-hmm. These are the times mm-hmm. we live in. And I asked him one day, I said, if you ever had to shoot someone, mm-hmm. I ask him all kinds of questions. How do you, how, where do you aim for? And he said, unlike in the movies, they never aim for the arm or the leg. They are trained and they're instructed to always shoot for the chest because mm-hmm. yeah. it's the biggest part of the target. Yeah. And you're mm-hmm. more likely to hit it. Yeah. Which sort of, which makes sense, but it surprised me because I think in the movies, like you, you want to keep the person alive. So you shoot him in the arm. And he's like, no, we are shooting to, to take them down. Yeah. Yeah, because you're, you're aiming for someone's like ankle. It's such a skinny target. Yeah, it just so. surprised me that they're pretty much shooting to kill. Yeah, yeah, I assume so. Yeah. Uh, so if I had a gun, oh, I mean, my gun that I keep in my house mm-hmm. against intruders that you keep I loaded, use, that you sleep with it under your pillow. Well, I one? use a little. No, I don't keep it there. I use a little what I call reverse psychology. What do you do? I keep. You so put I, the gun in the bullets. <laughs> keep the the gun out publicly so whoever breaks into my house it's the first thing they see okay but then i i have a special custom gun and it's loaded but the bullets shoot back at the person who uses that's it. very it's got clever. A, what they call a reverse chamber mm-hmm. and so that person comes in picks it up is creeping through the house i scare them they hold it up and they end up shooting themselves that is a great idea I'm totally protected i've committed no crime you should um you should patent that that idea. Done. Done Corleone? <laughs> Done Corleone. <laughs> so he got his name. It's great. I could see Zaza coming up with some kind of catchphrase like that. That actually is that a crazy idea? <laughs> I thought it was when I just made it up now, but maybe it's not. Yeah, or even like you have the gun in your hand. Mm-hmm. And then like if the guy makes it if then if the guy like uh like struggles with you then you drop the gun and then he's like oh i got the gun out of his hand yeah. so he would not suspect at all that this is a trap because you were just holding this gun yeah you know what i mean That's or true. you do like afraid of oh, you bobble it and uh, then he picks it up and then shoots and then and then it like, shoots right back at <laughs> totally. no, yeah. you purposely like bobble it and shoots at yeah <laughs> <laughs> you purposely bobble it it falls on the floor and he says uh he doesn't pick it up. You go, oh, oh, whatever you do, don't pick up my gun. Because he wanted to pick it up. He's like, no, I'm not going to pick it up. You pass it to him. Oh, please, don't pick up my gun. Are you sure? I'm really scared. <laughs> anyway, back to the minute. Yes. Do you have anything else? Oh, yeah. I got, I got plenty of books. Okay, stuff. let's talk. Um, I like Clemenza saying, uh, take it easy. Take it easy. After, oh, after he gets shot. After Sonny yeah. roughs him up. I think yeah. that was a good. Uh, well, even uh, right before that, I think it's funny how Clemenza walks in. Uh-huh. It's funny blocking. He walks in, turns around, and then it, it, then boom, like da da. It says the line. Yeah, a rumor on the street or whatever he says. Yeah. Well, the word out on the street is that he's already dead. But it's yeah. just funny. He doesn't come in and say it. He comes in, turns around, faces Sonny, and then says it. It's, it's very like, it's theatrical. Like a, yeah, it's very it's a, it's a theatrical setup. And then Sonny, why yeah, does Sonny shove him? I think because he said, oh, he's already dead. And, and, and I think just the idea of that is just so upsetting to Sonny. And I think you're, they're trying to demonstrate that Sonny has a hot temper. Yeah. You know, like the one time we see, so every time we've seen Sonny almost, he's been shoving someone or punching <laughs> someone or, or yeah. something like screwing someone. But I was wondering about the character Sonny. Uh, oh. Clemenza comes in and says the word on the street is that he's already dead. And right. Santino gets mad at him just for 
evoking that idea yeah. in the house, right? I guess so, yeah. 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 Or maybe, yeah, maybe it's like a Sicilian thing where you don't want to say it out loud oh, because, yeah. you know, like you're jinxing it, you're bringing in bad. bad I wonder if Sonny does that all the time. Like later when he's meeting with the doctor, the doctor yeah. says, well, there's... <laughs> 50% chance he's not going to make it. So he's like, well, well, what are you doing? Grab Don't say that. Shut up, doctor. <laughs> yeah. Take it easy. Take it easy. Please relax, Mr. Cody. Um, oh, yeah. So then Polly comes up. The subject yeah. of Polly. Uh, Sonny asks, where's Polly? Uh-huh. And then Clemenza does not say you won't be seeing him no uh, more. No. Uh, he said uh, he's been a little sick all winter. Because mm-hmm. it's weird, in within the space of like a, a second, he totally throws, um, he totally covers his own uh, ass. Because mm-hmm. first he's like, oh, he's uh, he's been a little sick all winter, like making it sound like, oh, this has been a problem. Like he's always calling out sick. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, only three or four times. <laughs> like making it sound, he says only three or four oh, times, right. like, yeah. like downplaying how. Because I guess he would say, well, if he's been sick that often, why are you still using him? Yeah, because he is one of Clemenza's guys, right? He's you know so so now Clemenza's trying to backpedal him. Oh, he's only been sick three or four times. Yeah. So uh, that's funny. Yeah, I didn't, um, he'd been calling sick all winter. How many times has he been sick? Oh, only maybe three or four times. I mean, <laughs> yes. three or four times. <laughs> and then and then the follow up. What about freedom? Yes. Yeah. Where are you? What does it say? We got it. Well, I, then Clemenza says, "I asked Freddie if he wants me to get a different bodyguard, and he said no." Right. It's so interesting. So 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 not only so he's throwing Fredo under the bus, mm-hmm. and also it even puts more of the blame on Fredo for this happening. Yeah. Well, and so what I don't understand is uh-huh. is so Fredo is the one. Yes. Who makes that decision? If there should be a different bodyguard, it seems odd that Fredo is the one to decide who would decide that. Well, I guess because Fredo's. Uh, at the office with him and all that stuff. And then remember that he says, oh, where's Polly? And he says, oh, he called that sick, Pop. Don't, I don't mind doing it. Like, Okay, so Clemenza then said, hey, Fredo, Polly's out sick. Do you do want you another want bodyguard? A, do you want another bodyguard? Yeah, and then Got Fredo's it. like, I don't mind doing it. Okay, I guess that Or he's like, nah, makes sense. old man Roth told me he doesn't want any bodyguards yeah. nearby. <laughs> so. Polly and Barzini called me and they said not to get any replacements. Wait a minute. You talked to Barzini? That was my Fredo talking to your Fredo. Wait a minute. You talked to Barzini? <laughs> what? Wait, who are you? You can't talk to the real Fredo Corleone like that. Now I got stepped over twice <laughs> from Michael and the other Fredo. And now I've been stepped over three times because that makes twice and then yours. <laughs> Dueling Fredos. Dueling Fredos. Oh, my oh boy. Uh, yeah, so he told. So it is. This whole thing is Fredo's fault from tip to tail. Boy, he doesn't really? get a bodyguard. He lets his father get shot. He doesn't shoot the guys back. Well, and we were talking about that conspiracy theory last week about mm-hmm. if maybe Fredo. I think we we're joking around. If Fredo Corleone really did orchestrate this, or at, least right. at a minimum conspire. Now there's a little more evidence. It that was he Fredo did. all along. <laughs> I knew. I knew it was you, Fredo. <laughs> you mean Tatalia? No, Tatalia's a pimp. Yeah. Are you so Barzini? No. No. I didn't talk to Barzini. Because <laughs> remember when you, yeah, when yeah. you don't talk to Barzini. <laughs> um, so, um, so then he sends Clemenza out to go get, get Polly. Yeah. Let's go get Polly. And why um, does he want to get Polly? Because I guess he wants to ask him questions. Okay. Does he suspect at this point that 
Paulie's in on it? I don't know if he necessarily, my read on it is he necessarily doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. um, suspect him, but he's mad and probably wants to get as much information and look for someone to pin it on as possible. Mm-hmm. And if you're the Don's bodyguard, he gets happened to get shot the one day you're out. Yeah. It's a little, uh, not suspicious, but like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Like clearly, you know, you were needed and, uh, you know. Yeah. Um. There's a bit of a strange um, continuity error or blooper in this scene. Tell me about it. Um, Sonny takes his gun Mm -hmm. out of his little table, which is his right to do so. And, uh, you know, he has it out ready to meet Clemenza. He sees Clemenza come in. He puts the belt. He puts it in the belt of his pants. Mm -hmm. And then as he's talking, he he roughs up Clemenza. What's the matter with you? Mm -hmm. And then as he's walking Clemenza out. The gun is no longer in his belt. Oh, really? But then you see it later on. He holds, he picks it up in his hand again. Oh, wow. So, hmm. uh, oh, no, it's back in his belt again afterwards. Okay. And uh, the, 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 the only thing, so the book, the annotated Godfather screenplay, which pointed this out, uh, thinks that when he put it in his pants and then he was roughing Clemenza up, the gun fell down James yeah. Khan's pants. And yeah. then they had to reset it when he, uh, so, oh, yeah. but you could definitely see that there's no gun in that. Oh, uh, interesting. I didn't pick so. up on that. It's, always, always, it's odd how people would keep guns in their waist. I was just going to say that that people That's crazy, it, like right near their, especially Sonny with that giant junk he has there. That's like asking for trouble. So, uh, but I guess it was a place I don't know. It seems almost safer to keep it in your pocket. I can't tell whether it's a thing people really do mm-hmm. or whether it's because it's was it always a thing people did and then or is it something people do because they see people in movies. Do oh, it was one of those self-fulfilling prophecies. Yeah, like you see people doing it you know, between like, you know, uh, mafia style gangsters and then like modern, you know, urban yeah. gangsters. They always shove it in their in their or in the behind their pants too oh that that you seems know. even more dangerous <laughs> you behind. think so i mean it's not aimed right at your junk but it's it's it seems like there's more motion back there in your pants and hmm. i don't know about you i got a lot more motion in the front of my pants <gasps> than the back yeah <laughs> uh i guess you're less like you're more likely to forget about it if it's in the back too I think in the back, it's mostly if you're trying if you're trying to hide it more mm-hmm. because you're like, hey, look, man, I'm yeah, wearing a I'm jacket. And clearly, there's no. I'm not wearing a shoulder harness. Yeah. So it's not tucked into the front of my trousers, uh-huh. and, and so on. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was the the only other thing I had was that um, James Caan, the first time he saw the c- complete cut of The Godfather, was appropriately furious. Really? Why? Because he said there was 45 minutes of Sonny material that was cut out of the movie. Wow. Including showing Sonny's, like, there's a scene where Sonny was talking about his father getting shot and he was getting all, like, teary-eyed and wow, stuff. Wow, interesting. Because it showed that he was just, like, you know, he didn't want to let himself cry because it was yeah. this whole Sicilian macho thing. They oh, my gosh. I don't remember any of that in the book. Uh, like, there was a scene, I guess, where where uh sunny is sees the don's chair and like doesn't want to sit in the chair and stuff because he's you know all upset about it and wow. so james Conn was mad that the the more sensitive side of james of sunny did not uh did not interesting make the final cut gosh i don't remember those parts from the book interesting yeah i don't know in hindsight it's it's easy to judge and say of course they should cut those parts out it's a perfect movie right. you don't want to show the sensitive side of sunny 
Well, and also, yeah, you have to, if you want to, the movie's already three hours long, yeah. you have to, you know. Yeah. And ultimately, Sonny's sensitive side doesn't really impact the story. Yeah. Well. He doesn't make any decisions that, you know, every decision yeah. he makes is not being sensitive. Although, I guess you could say him beating up, him wanting to defend his sister is more, but that, that could go either way. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's both aggressive and sensitive. Mm-hmm. So yeah. We'll call it a draw. I think in a bonus episode, but many weeks, years from now, toward the end of the picture, we should talk about (laughs) if we had to cut 15 minutes out of the movie. Oh, I totally I could answer that question right now. Really? Yeah. Okay, do it. Oh, all the Sicily Not all of it, but I would definitely trim it down a lot. You know. Yeah, walking through the fields. It's a nice little break, What? It's a nice little break in the... Yeah, but I'm saying if you have to cut 15 minutes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What else would you cut? I mean, obviously, you may cut Johnny's song down a little bit. But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, it's not this. Johnny! It, considering it's three hours, there's not a lot of fat on the movie. No. So No, uh, there really isn't. Because I could easily see the Sicilian part being like, did you know there was originally going to be a 20-minute scene of him doing yeah. it? He, he met a woman in Sicily and they got married and all that. You know, oh, no, like, you're right. Be, that would be such a... You're like, right. Yeah. Cause that also, but they would still have to show some of it. I mean, maybe not because the the Apollonia marriage, it's kind of insignificant. He comes back and he has no impact if, on the story. Exactly. If that had not happened, he still could have come back and said, okay, I want us to be together. I want us to have a family. Yeah. Well, interesting. I mean, maybe in, I think in Godfather 3, it comes up a little bit. It but, does. Yeah. But not, doesn't yeah. seem like a substantial thing. I don't remember if Kay ever learns that he gets married to Apollonia. I think not. I don't remember. I can't imagine something he would bring up. Yeah. I don't hmm. know how else she would know. Yeah. I wonder who did know. Who did he tell about Apollonia? Yeah. Did he tell like Tom and... Yeah. The, Don Corleone? Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, wow. Maybe the... Well, does the book have anything about Apollonia in it? You know, I don't think I've gotten to that part. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's something to keep me keep. Yeah, I've gotten after. to the part just after... Oh, I'm about to get to that part because Michael just assassinated, just assassinated McCluskey and murdered Salazzo. Oh, wow. That's right? interesting. Right? Uh, I mean, gunning down a police captain, I would say, is political. That's a good story. Yeah. You get mixed up in the, in the crooked cop gets mixed in up rackets. in the rackets. <laughs> yeah, they just might like that story. So you think McCluskey was an assassination? And Salazzo was a murder. Hmm. Or slaying because it was had to do with the mob underworld revenge politics. slaying revenge slaying yes yeah uh-huh. so if you Alex Robinson mm-hmm. had to Me? be either assassinated murdered or slayed oh boy yeah well I guess I don't mean I know this episode is turning a little dark we're talking about weapons and shooting and yeah. death. Well, we had a whole last week. All we talked about was pooping in phone booths. So yeah, I think we, we got to mix it up. Every yeah, we're going to talk about Frankie and the Five Angels and the bonus content. That'll lighten things up. Uh, yeah, that will. I'm going to say um, assassinated. Why? Because at least uh, it implies that there's at least some reason behind me being mm-hmm. killed, either because I'm in someone's way or or I'm a terrible person who deserves to be assassinated <laughs> uh, as opposed to like murdered. That could be anything. Yeah. You know, that could be my, my Uber driver decides to say, Hey, you know, what? I'm going to drink this guy out to the, the field and just kill him for no reason for thrill <laughs> kill. So, you know, murder. What was the other one? Murdered, assassinated or slain. Slain. Yeah. That's a little indecisive. That's, that's, I'm not sure what that yeah. entails. Slain. It makes it sound, sound like more violent or something. <laughs> 
Yeah, it does sound more violent, no doubt. Yeah, yeah I guess it, being assassinated, if you were a positive political figure, then your life meant something. You're a martyr. But if you were a negative one, then you got what was coming to you. Yeah, so, so it's either probably, way, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be my yeah, that would be okay. my choice. And I guess usually assassinations are shootings. Yeah. So it's it's mm-hmm. quick mm-hmm. as opposed to like, oh, he was garroted or yeah. like oh. uh, he was murdered by being starved to death in a in a in a bunker under someone's <laughs> secret bunker or something. Man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and on that cheery note. <laughs> yeah. Stick around. Well, let's rate this minute though. Let's rate this let's minute. Let's rate it. Um mm. you got some Clemenza action. A little Clemenza action, a little, little sunny action. A little sunny Clemenza. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then we didn't talk about how Sonny reassures Sandra. This is a few seconds of it. Yeah. Saying, I'm going to bring some people to the house. Yeah. Uh, so is this is the afternoon of the shooting, I'm assuming? The evening of the shooting? I believe it's the evening, yeah. Michael okay. just called. Right. And so it's the evening, yeah. Ah, boy, it's yeah, because Tom's still being held by the Turk. Yeah, that, that's not more than it. He's yeah. not there more. In the that. next minute, we're going to hear more about that. About the kidnapping? Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see the Turk and Hagen in the next minute. Oh, that's, that's got some good minutes. Yeah, going good up. stuff coming up. I'm going to say, uh, you see, Sonny shove Clement. Doesn't really move the story forward so much, but a little bit. You hear about Polly. It sets up. I'm going three. Three? Yeah, just about as middle of the road as possible. Um, I'll go three also. Yeah. It's a lot like yesterday's minute and that it's kind of setting stuff up. It's like a connector mm-hmm. minute, yeah. a link. Yeah. So in itself, but, uh, you know, Clemens is hardly in it. So anytime he shows up, yeah. it's always, uh, it's always fun. And now that you pointed out and how, that wallpaper, yeah, and now that you pointed out that Clemenza was backtracking and trying to <laughs> cover his ass, that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah. I didn't get, I didn't pick up yeah. on that. I didn't notice either until the, until the, yeah. you know, until the, uh, all right, yeah. so stick around. We're going to be talking about Frankie and the five and his five angels. <laughs> yeah, and all sorts of uh, doo Ben, or uh, we'll talk about that and all this spinoff craziness that always comes up when Alex and I start riffing. Get on to Facebook, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse's Fredo Corleone's nightclub. Mm-hmm. Rate <laughs> us on wherever you get the podcast, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we have a, I'm wearing it one right now as we record this episode. We have two Godfather Minute shirts available. Mm-hmm. One of them with the classic logo and one of them with the Waltz International logo. Oh, yeah. Uh, Waltz International uh-huh. logo. And uh, so you can go check those out at uh, at their, our sister podcast, StarWarsMinute.com slash merch. Mm-hmm. We should, should probably set that up to be GodfatherMinute.com slash yeah. merch. We'll get there, We'll, we'll get there, Pop. <laughs> So, uh, all right. Uh, I am going to commission you. Me? To, a little bit more of a teaser. I'm going to commission you. Is there another drawing you said you were going to Yeah, I want to have you draw the all the Luca Brazzi's pointing guns at the at the viewer. Mm-hmm. Like six of them in different poses oh, in his right. apartment. Oh, my god! But I have a new one. Uh, I want to commission you to draw Frankie and the Five Angels album cover. We should do. First album cover. I'll do all these commissions. Mm-hmm. And then once we have 12 of them, we should make it like a calendar. Oh yeah, so that like every month oh, you see a different, a great a different idea. Different yeah. scene from it ought to be a 2024 calendar because I think that's when we'll finish. Oh, we'll this make podcast. a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll. Uh, but, so wait, yeah, by the time we have twelve, yeah. All right, well, I'm gonna start writing these down. Okay, 
Because so far we have Luca Brazzi. Luca Br- well, the Luca Brazza. <laughs> oh, no, it's already plural. Luca Brazzi. Yeah. Luca Brazzi. <laughs> All, right, All aiming at the, the camera. Mm-hmm. All in different poses. Yeah. And the one holding up the scotch. Don't forget that one. That's right. And the other one, we're going to make a calendar with, with 12 different drawings. Well, that, yeah, this would be in the calendar. Yeah. Be one and then the, one will be Frankie and the Five Angels. Frankie and the Five <laughs> Angels. Album cover. This is a great idea. Including their hits, Pop Goes the Weasel. And Pop Goes the Weasel, parentheses, again. <laughs> yeah. Still popping. <laughs> And um, so on. we'll get into that in the bonus content. Well, you were already starting. Why are we wasting? I know. It? All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, until then, take the gun, gun and leave, leave the cannoli. cannoli.